Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F. is in fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Tuesday, January 25th, 2022, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in Chapter 11, A Vision for You, on page 161, the third paragraph. We will be reading and commenting on just that one paragraph only, which begins at the bottom of the page with under only slightly different conditions and ends on the top of page 162 with his belief in ours. Today's readers are Esther F., Margaret D., Crystal T., and Dara L., the share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, January 24th, 2022, are 18,451 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. That's 18451. And 18,452 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. That's 18452. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, um, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to read the OA 12 Steps. Good morning, everybody. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio, for 12 Steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to 
um, to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther F. I will now ask Margaret D. to read the OA 12 Traditions. Good morning, everybody. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities pass. Thank you, Margaret D. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and we will be reading and commenting 
on the third paragraph only on page 161, which begins with under only slightly different conditions and ends on the top of page 162 with his belief in ours. I will now ask Crystal P to go ahead and read that for us. Under only slightly different conditions, the same thing is taking place in many Eastern cities. In one of these, there is a well-known hospital for the treatment of alcoholic and drug addiction. Six years ago, one of our number was a patient there. Many of us have felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. We are greatly indebted to the doctor in attendance there, for he, although it might prejudice his own work, has told us of his belief in ours. Good morning. My name is Crystal P. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. When I read this paragraph, the first line um, here that it shows the same thing is taking place in many Eastern cities under only slightly different conditions. It just it really reminded me of um, two experiences of mine. The first was at the um, LAOA convention this year. Uh, over the lunch hour, we had you know all these different people from different parts of the world, um, you know, sh- share their story and their experience. And one of them really hit home for me. And it was a person from just an eastern city, eastern part of the world. And here was this person who was just completely different life experience from me, completely different circumstances from me, different country, different accent from me. And and she said, she said this one line, she said, um, I don't work the steps, I live the steps. And it just, it just hit home for me because that's something I hear my sponsors say to me all the time. And it just hit home because it's like, wow, this person who's so different from me is is living by the same principles as me, following the same instructions as me, is receiving the same miracles as me. And you know, it's wonderful when I hear um, when I hear people talk about you know the, just their their story and their disease because it's it feels good to know that I'm not alone. That we we suffer from the same malady, we approach life in the same way. But what really gets me is when I hear people share that they have the same solution as me, that they're all applying the same, these same 12 steps to their life. And I had the same experience when I, um, I, I went on a cruise once early in abstinence and I went to, um, I didn't even know they had friends of Bill's meeting, meetings there. And there were five, you know, uh, 50-something Caucasian men who were alcoholics and me, a 30, you know, 30-something Indian girl from Toronto who was a food addict, we didn't even have the same addiction, really, but we had the same solution to life. We both had, we had all found a power greater than ourselves who had removed our problem, and we were just all living on a miracle, you know, and we would meet and meet in this huge, you know, um, uh, this huge cruise where there was just alcohol and food everywhere, and we didn't even talk about the alcohol and food. We talked about how we were applying the 12 steps to our lives. We talked about God and and that was in this line where the, we felt the presence and power of God within these walls. And it was an incredible cruise. It was like 16 you know, feet tall. There was a zip line. There were slides that went from you know, floor 16 to floor 6. But hands down, my favorite moment of the day on that cruise was when I got to be with my, you know, my fellow alcoholics. And we get to open up the big book and talk about the solution that's saving our lives. I am so indebted to this doctor, to every single you know, early uh, person in AA, because of them, I not only get to be alive, because there's no other reason I would be alive here today, but I get to not just survive through my life, but actually thrive 
in my life because of the principles that they have given me in this book that I can apply to every single situation, no matter how big or small. And I'm so grateful that I'm not doing this alone, that every time, you know, I hear another alcoholic speak who's, who's living by the same principles, I'm reminded of how grateful I get to be. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thanks so much, Crystal P. Now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you haven't shared on A Vision for You on Friday or Monday and would like to share on the third paragraph only on page 161 under only different conditions, slight, under only slightly different conditions through his belief in ours, on the top of page 162, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Jackie B. Jackie B. Stacy H. Blanchard. Fran B. Stacy H., I think it was, and Fran B. Yes. Yeah. Great, thanks. Jackie A. But from Connecticut. Jo- Joanne N. Joanne N. Dara L. Dara L. All I have to do is start talking and then I get another person on the roster. It's great. Anybody else? Okay. All right. We'll go with Jackie B. Stacy H. Fran B. Jackie Jackie A, Joanne N, and Dara L. And if I said something, if I mistook a initial or a pronunciation, just let us know. And um, what I started to say, Jackie B, you're up, is that I heard you loud and clear this time, whereas I didn't hear you loud and clear earlier in the morning. Go ahead, Jackie B. Okay. Good morning, everyone, um, and thank you so much for your service. Yes, I didn't have my, uh, I had my mask on, that's why. Um, you know, what I like about this is, you know, that this this um, big book and uh, OA has saved my life because each day that I work this program, I become more and more aware of things that me changing in me, that I am not my higher power. I am not the world's higher power. And that's what's amazing to me because when I when I first came into these rooms um, over 30 years ago, um, I, you know, my, I married a man who was in two of the fellowships um, and has over 30 years of that clean and sober, but food is still an addiction in my household and uh, my daughter and my husband. But the bottom line is, is I have to stay on my side of the street and I have to be a power of example. I have to be willing to change. You know, as long as I've been in this program, I always hear something from somebody, whether it's a newcomer or an old timer, I always hear something that I need to hear the message for. One person said, you know, you get older, you need to, you know, you need, you can't eat the same way you ate before. And as much as I didn't want to hear that, I had to hear it. And so I went to a nutritionist and she changed my food plan. Did I want it? Absolutely not. Did I need it? Absolutely. 
And with that, I've been getting better, you know, and yes, more weight is coming off. So I guess it was necessary. You know, I don't always have it. That's why God puts other people, places and things inside recoveries for me to understand that you need to hear the message on a day-to-day basis. Take your medicine. Um, somebody in, in another in, in this fellowship sent me a, a flyer for another fellowship, and it turned out I needed that fellowship. So I started it, and oh, my God, now my fears and anxieties are there. But I have OA to ground, ground me while I work the other program. Um, and that's the important part. The important part is is that I can identify no matter what. An addiction is an addiction. And as long as I'm willing to say, well, it works in a way, then it can work in another fellowship, that's what I need. And I need to share it with other people that you can be, you know, as sick as you want. But if you're willing to get help, you will find it in this big book. You will find it in fellowship. You will explore discover and discard what you don't need and take what you do need and give it to other people. And with that, I pass. Have a lovely day, everyone. Thanks, Jackie B. Stacy H. Hi, this is Stacy H. calling from Virginia. And I, um, when I first read this paragraph this morning, I wasn't sure what I would pull out of here, you know, to share. But then a couple words just jumped off the page for me. Um, The first is the beginning of the paragraph where it says, under only slightly different conditions. And I have been feeling the last couple days like I'm living under only slightly different conditions. And the reason for that is I completed um, step 12 with my sponsor and am now um, out here floating on my own. Um, and, you know, a lot of the things that were the structures of, you know, requirements by my sponsor, do this, do that, do this, do that each day, you know, now become, you know, at my own discretion. Um, yet, you know, I do find that everything that was suggested to me is really helpful, um, even though I don't have to, rep- you know, in some cases report back. Um, I'm doing this, I'm listening to that, um, I'm making, you know, these calls because now these things have shifted from, you know, being accountable to my sponsor to just, you know, being in connection with me and my higher power and, um, you know, how I can be of maximum service, you know, and what are the steps that I will continue to take that um, put me in a state of um, continued um, connection with my higher power. And, um, you know, on the second page, many of us have felt for the first time the presence and power of God within, stopping right there, um, you know, and that's exactly what it's, you know, it's about is, you know, me going from this place of, you know, closer accountability with a sponsor to going to this place of really trusting and relying on, you know, the presence of God in my life, Um, you know, that is the partnership, you know, that I need to go forward with, Um, that is where I need to turn, you know, when I'm agitated or doubtful. Um, you know, that is where I need to seek my solutions. So um, just really grateful to be here this morning. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. Uh, Stacy H. <laughs> and Fran B. Uh, good morning, everybody. My name is Fran B. 
Very grateful, Confessor Vogel calling from Florida. Thank you, Rebecca, and all those doing service. And thank you, Dr. Silkworth, who believed in a bunch of drunks because he saw the impossible happening, what he was incapable of, of doing for the hopeless type. And, and that's where I am. I am a compulsive overeater of the hopeless type. Nothing else works for me. <clears throat> so I'm grateful that he actually um, took a chance and um, took a chance of even damaging his reputation. Because miracles, he saw transformation, he saw miracles, and there was nothing he can do for those bottom of the barrel drunks, and there's nothing but this program that works for me, because I am the bottom of the barrel compulsive overeater. And I was introduced to God at a very early age, but I never felt the presence and power of God like I do in this God-given program with the neutrality of food and doing the steps. And I'm so grateful to be a part of this wonderful fellowship. With that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Fran B. Jackie A. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Thank you, fellowship. Um, my name is Jackie A. I feel in the unison of the name team. So this paragraph spoke to me because I've worked, I've worked in addiction treatment for almost five years, but never got it. I never got it because I never picked up a big book. I had been to AA meetings as a kid supporting a family member and read the Just for Today daily meditation since I was 19. I work in medical, but I never got it. Um, for the last two and a half years, every single day of my life, I put it on my gratitude list now. I get to talk about spirituality. I get to talk about, like, if a person has religion, if they're atheist, with my clients, with my coworkers, shut the door and just, like, see what, what moves them. And um, no matter what the recovery field is, and um, it helps my recovery. Every When people are like, I don't, I, I sound crazy. I'm like, no, you don't sound crazy. Like, I love being able to be my authentic self with that and match the energy. Yesterday, I got to chat with five people about OA and give them either the doctor's opinion or the OA pamphlet for newcomers. These are my coworkers. These are my clients. And I relapsed over the weekend and I was moving along to step nine and I was so excited to have this opportunity to like get to be like, you know, a six month reader on a vision one day and get to be a sponsor. And I let my effing pride get in the way. And I love that on this line, we can talk about that because the big book talks about that, you know, we were addicts and I'm an addict. I may be a smart addict, but I'm an addict. And getting to talk about it in a hospital or a setting, an outpatient, a field somewhere, a retreat, it doesn't matter. Like, the fact is I can connect with someone on a soulful level and know that, like, this book appears means a lot. So with that, I pass. And thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jackie A. Joanne N. Hi. Perfect pronunciation. Thank you. Hi, my name is Johan. Johan and I can answer, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Sweden. Uh, thank you so much for service today, and for all the shares, and for this paragraph, and yeah, for this meeting, for this book, for everything. I'm just so grateful. You know, I'm truly 
invest to the people that carry the message to me and and like somebody else was talking about Dr. Silkworth. I mean, how amazing uh, this doctor that wasn't even an alcoholic or an addict, you know, could see how this uh, disease manifested through the tens of thousands of patients that he took care of at Town's Hospital throughout his lifetime. And you could describe this physical allergy and this mental twist so perfectly in doctor's opinion. Just amazing. And, you know, so grateful for the pioneers that uh, grabbed on to this program and, you know, really uh, get, uh, got uh, trudging forward in the program and, you know, getting the program so that the program was there for me when I came in. And I'm just so grateful that I, I found the solution at last. Uh, and coming into a way, I thought that I had a problem with food. And, you know, even coming in from other fellowships, I, I've been sitting in other fellowships saying like, yeah, drugs and alcohol uh, was not the problem. That was the solution. Uh, even with that in mind, you know, coming into a way, I was completely uh, foggy. So I needed to have a, a new experience. I needed to have a new experience with Big Book. I needed to have a new experience with God. And thankful that I jumped two feet into this program and, you know, grabbed it with both arms and just kept on going. And just two and a half years ago, I was introduced to this fantastic meeting, So Vision for You. And since then, I've been abstinent. Uh, so, so grateful for, for these meetings. I feel so connected here. And, you know, and it's such a blessing to have these meetings uh, where we get to study big book every day, paragraph for paragraph for paragraph. So it's just an amazing program. I never thought that life could be this good. And, you know, the disease is progressive. I need to have a progressive program in order to uh, stay abstinent by God's grace. But, you know, if I work a progressive program, recovery is progressive as well. Life just gets better and better and better if I just keep continuing doing more, doing different, and keep leaning in step 10, 11, and 12. So, you know, more will be revealed. <laughs> and it's like that every day, one day at a time, of course. So, yeah, thank you so much. Again, for service. Thanks to all of you guys. I love this meeting. So I love you. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne and in Sweden. Dara L. Great. Um, thanks. This is Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And uh, just so grateful today for non-compulsive eaters and non-addicts. Um, because I think about, you know, like me in active addiction and even as a recovered person, like I often want to be right more than I want to be happy or more than I want to show up and, and be of service. And I think about, you know, Dr. Silkworth and, and his ability to set aside everything he thought he knew, you know, about addiction and to be humble enough to realize, you know, that, that his way or whatever the standard practice wasn't actually working. And I have been so humbled um, in my life to, to be someone who has created such damage and just have the people who love me and care about me and the people who are invested in helping me who are not addicts 
um, be like, wow, what you're doing is really working, you know, or oh, I don't know how to help you, but like, I'm so glad that you're getting help or whatever it is, you know, when I think about how me, because <laughs> I'm always thinking about me, you know, like I, I want things to go my way, you know, and, and that, that eases God out, you know, that, that's my, um, my ego in action. And I, I think about how, you know, the power and presence of God in my life becomes available when I set aside what I think I know and when I'm willing to be part of the world. And that's what I hear in this paragraph as well, you know, just this, this kind of symbiosis between um, medicine and recovery between, you know, and we could, I could apply it to any area, right. Between religion and just all of the things that are actually like very useful and beautiful, but cannot cure me, cannot save me, you know, can't do for me what a power greater than myself can. And, um, and so when I hear this paragraph, I'm just inspired to really think about how, the results in my life have to come from the power and presence of God. And, um, and also that I don't have to shun, you know, anyone who has a different way of working and that I, I'm just incredibly moved by the fact that the people around me uh, have been so willing to watch the miracles that have come about as a result of this program. And, and be like, I don't get it, but keep doing what you're doing, you know? And I think that that, through me as evidence of the program in action. And I know that our success rate in OA isn't anything like, um, you know, the early founders of this program. And I think it's because, um, just because of the lack of emphasis on the doctor's opinion and because of the lack of emphasis on the spiritual nature of this program. And so I feel blessed today that I get to be an example. And I hope, you know, that, um, I hope to continue trudging this road of happy destiny because what I find is that the results kind of speak for themselves and people around me are willing to set aside what they think they know and I'm willing to set aside what I think I know um, the more I lean into God. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much. Thank you, Dara L. from Philadelphia. Well, if you haven't shared on A Vision for You on Friday or Monday and would like to share on the third paragraph only on page 161 under only slightly different conditions through his belief in ours on the top of page 162, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. We have room for probably seven three-minute shares. Sarah R. from New York. Kathy J. Sarah Illinois. R. Kathy J. Christina L. Christina L. Four more. All right. Well, we'll circle back after Sarah, Kathy, and Christina. Sarah P. Say say that again. Someone P. Deanna P. Deanna P. Yeah. Gotcha, Deanna. Thank you. Is anyone else ready to say their name? Okay, Sarah R. Go right ahead. Good morning, everyone. This is Sarah R. in New York. Um, the shares have been so amazing. And, you know, what comes to mind is, 
you know, we're talking about, let's say, the set-aside prayer, the, the, the way, like, connecting with others. It's so interesting, you know, am I right or am I happy? I have lived my life swearingly that I need to be right. And the more I'm in program, you know, I'm not not choosing not to be right. I'm not also choosing to be happy because that disease part of me will not allow me to. I will, like, if I have a disagreement with everyone, right, because I still, I still show up like that, but, you know, slowly but surely, like setting, like the set-aside prayer, my higher power allows me, and it's weird because I just had this conversation two days ago that, you know, by me not necessarily being right, um, I allow myself to be happy days later when those relationships, you know, have not been hurt. And the more I'm in program, it's funny because the less, the less um, right I am, quote unquote, um, I, I'm seeing a correlation with just longevity and um, spirituality and just, I don't know what the word is, but like just, just being, the, I, I, for lack of a better word, like wildly alive, this, this program allows me to, to show up to life um, wildly alive yesterday it's funny because yesterday morning I had like a pocket of like the typical darkness that I used to have 24 seven. And it's funny because in my head, I'm like, I'm in, like, I'm, I'm doing my program. This shouldn't be happening, but you know, it can still happen. But the difference is about the program. It's maybe an hour or two or four. And then I continue on. A friend of mine asked me, well, Sarah, how do you want to show up in your life going forward? And I'm thinking, you know, I want to show up with positive energy. I want to show up being of service to others. And the biggest way to know that I'm slowly, inch by inch, on my way to recovery was what got me out of the darkness yesterday was just signing up and being of service to someone who, you know, at work was going through the same thing I was going through. And I had to make sure that because as a supervisor, you know, I had, to, I had to help him out through the team. I would have never been able to do that. I would have, you know, made myself busy with something else. And, you know, I just, I'm, I'm happy to be of service. And who would have thought back in the day that being of service can, can help me? You know, obviously being of service only when it's convenient for me, when it made me feel better. But now just being of service, because that's, that's kind of who I am. So thank you all that I pass. Thank you, Sarah R. from New York. Kathy J. Hi, everybody. Kathy J. in Illinois. Um, thanks, everybody, for your comments so far. <clears throat> Excuse me, that, that paragraph. One thing that stuck out was Silkworth, you know, Dr. Silkworth, because today, if you go on, you know, I was on the Internet for something, and I, I found all this stuff about eating disorders and what is and isn't an eating disorder by the lay people. Thank God for Silkworth, because he... Um, put forth that the the solution of the addiction is is in this book Alcoholics Anonymous, and and people can still continue to um, try to find other ways and disqualifications, you know, in the eating disorder field, and um, you know, no matter what my um, my variety of the day has been on my eating disorder um, from anorexia to binge eating um, from three, you know, size uh, 14 girls to 217 pounds, this program has been there 
um, for me for 30 years now. And abstinence has freed me up in a way, uh, you know, reading the book led to um, the presence of God. And it's the presence of a higher power, however you understand that higher power, and however you grow that higher power relationship that has transformed my life. And my ego starts to creep up, and then I need to be, um, it needs to be reduced. And that can be uncomfortable, but in order for me to feel the presence of God, I have to get out of the way of God. And, you know, I can tell when I'm on the beam, you know, abstinence obviously is the important thing, but working the steps, I can feel the presence of God when I start to get intuitive thoughts and um, decisions and they just come, do this. And when I act on it, see, that's the thing. The more I act on these little intuitions and the more I appreciate these coincidences and I can have faith in the goodness of life and in each other in the program, no matter what's going on in the world, okay, no matter what goes on out there, that's tradition 10, you know, um, no matter what doctors or new diets or new, uh, you know, stuff comes out that says they're going to, you know, cure us, um, thank God we got this program. I hope they never find a cure, you know which to newcomers might be like, what? But I'm telling you, um, my life, the way my emotional life is, the way my spiritual life and my physical life is today is a testament to this program and abstinence. And you guys, and thanks everybody for being there this morning for me and for everyone else. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Kathy J. from Illinois. Christina L. Good morning. Hopefully, my sound stays in check, but um, this is Christina L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, calling from Florida, and um, just uh, love that one sentence that um, talks about the presence and power of God within us, when it, within, it, within its walls, and I, I just can't imagine, you know, that presence and power that was within the walls of that hospital at that time um, with the alcoholics recovering and stuff under Dr. Silkworth and everything. But this paragraph um, and that line reminds me of a couple of, um, not a couple of, but of just all the the little um, coincidences, miracles that take place as I continue to do this work and stuff. and. Um, you know, when I came into this program, my God was very, very small. And I don't know that I really had a relationship with God. It was more of, more like my Santa Claus kind of thing. Um, but I wanted that relationship. And, you know, I'm just blown away by how God really does show up when you need him and stuff. And last week I was going to a, a training at work and, um, I didn't really realize it, but I was feeling really apprehensive about it. I was feeling I was feeling anxious about it at that time and stuff. And um, and I I had prayed to God about it in um, my morning prayers and meditation and stuff. And uh, you know, when I was walking in into the building where the the class was at, there was there was another woman there who just looked 
totally distressed. Like she didn't know where she was or what she was doing. And she asked if I worked there and um, she couldn't find the classroom where it was taking place. And <laughs> that was me like the previous week. It was, it, it, it was like in that moment, I was like, Oh, thank you, God. You know, he sent me someone to help. And, you know, I just really appreciate all the, all the other shares this morning um, because, you know, I see that, you know, I was in my own selfishness, you know, in that moment and everything. But at the same time, I saw God and, um, you know, I have so many, so many of those situations that occur. I just, I just love it. And then there was another one where, you know, I was planning my binge the next day. I was like in the disease big time in my head and stuff. And, um, I still did my nightly review and, and God told me, he's like, you know, maybe you should reach out to a couple of people, tell them what's on your mind and set up some calls for tomorrow. And I really didn't want to, I really just wanted to binge the next day. And, um, but I did it and I had calls lined up the next day before I went to bed. And when I woke up the next morning, I wasn't even thinking about the food anymore. I was just thinking about, okay, who, who am I supposed to call and when? And that was just an absolute miracle. So I agree with the last person that shared. I hope they don't find a cure because I wouldn't want anyone to miss this. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Christina L. from Florida. Deanna P. Good morning. May I be heard? Yes. Good morning, Deanna. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Deanna P. from Wilmington, Delaware. I'm gratefully recovered today, one day at a time. I have no idea what I'm going to say. And you know, that's kind of a good thing because I thought instead of rehearsing my little three-minute speech or less, I'm actually going to listen to my fellows that precede me. And that is not easy to do. Not that I didn't think about it, but I really don't know what I'm going to say because I have a lot of things um, going on um, that I could talk about, but um, I don't know. I just feel like led to talk about my dad a little bit. Um, when I read about Dr. Silkworth um, and the hospitals and him trying to help alcoholics and all that, I think about my dad because my dad died in his disease and he had been in and out of hospitals and he had experienced DTs and a lot of things. And it just, it just makes me so um, appreciative of the fact that I have hope today and that um, I think my dad would be really proud of me um, for coming to the end of myself. And um, I know that um, he's with me and um, God's even given me a couple of dreams um, where I was able to do um, you know, just be united with my dad and let him know that I loved him. And when I read this book, I think of him and he's close to my heart. And for myself, you know, um, I am in fear sometimes. Recently, I'm dealing with just aging and an aging body and coming to grips with that and asking God to take away my fear. And I remember the, that this uh, life, the spiritual life is not a theory. I have to live it. And I have to put one foot in front of the other and 
take an action. And then God, whatever the feelings are, I can't worry about them. I just have to act and then God will take care of the rest. And um, appreciate this fellowship so much. You guys mean a lot to me. And I pray everyone has a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, Deanna P. from Delaware. Well, we have time for three more people who want to share, who haven't shared on Friday or Monday on this meeting, on the third paragraph on page 161. Oh, dear. I think we have our three people, but I didn't catch the last two names. Try again. After Colleen, don't be shy. Give me your names again, please. Chris W. Chris W. And who was at the same time as Chris W.? Susan S.H. Susan S.H. Okay. Colleen N. is in Nancy, is it? We've got Colleen, Chris, and Susan, and it's Colleen's turn. It's Colleen. It's Colleen M. as in Mary. Mary from Dr. Maryland. Colleen M. from Maryland. Go right ahead. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for your service. Um, the the line that stood out for me in this paragraph was the one that said um, that God. We felt God's presence in these in these walls, and you know, I thought about that when I got back to OA this time around and started listening to the vision for you because I've been in many multiple different OA meetings and I can, there's a presence here of there's something different, there's something special. Um, there's, there's a presence of God that I'd like to call and I'm starting to see that within my own heart. Um, the, the other thing that brought to mind was just um, it took a long time to get some of these people recovered. And I was reading the um, forwards to the you know first, second, third, and fourth edition this morning, and 50% um, of the people that came eventually got sober, and then 25%. But you know, it's it's uh, such. I am so grateful that I kept coming back and that I didn't give up. And that I, you know, I got desperate enough. And not everyone's going to get this, but it's such a gift when we do get it. And, uh, you know, I'm just very grateful, feeling very grateful today. And just wanted to take my name out there. So thanks for letting me share. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, Colleen M. from Maryland. Chris W. Hi, this is Chris W. from Tennessee, and it's Chris with a K. And I didn't get up in time to listen to the reading, but when I would hear people talking about the set aside prayer, and I thought I had, I'd been in and out of the rooms for like 40 years and never did I hear that. And it, it's just so beautiful because I can plug in there that I have to set aside what I think I know about just about every single thing. And um, I just wanted to put a plug in for the 11th step because 
I didn't really ever want to do any of these. I thought I worked the steps, but it was more in word and theory, but it, it wasn't really working the steps. And um, the 11th step where I read, I answer these questions and then I um, text it to my sponsor every night. And there's one, the second or third question is, do you owe a 10th step? And every time I say no, and I go down and do you, were you fearful or angry and all these things? And it's like, oh my gosh, I felt fear. I didn't know that how much I felt fear full of things. And so I'll end up going back up, change that other answer to you owe a 10th step. Yes. So um, I'm just so blessed to finally understand that we really have a process that'll get us out of um, all kinds of mental um, confusion and pain and um, and we have a group of people that we can go to and reach out and say, okay, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling resentful, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling fear, and this is what I need to do to get out of it. And we all understand. It's not a poo-poo, oh, don't feel that way. It's okay. You're, you know, you're just fine. It's like, okay, let's do it. And we just have partners to walk this life together. And um, I've met so many beautiful people that um, I don't have to be two different people. I'm the same person inside and out. I don't have to hide the fact that I don't have it all together. And anyway, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Chris W. Susan S.H. Hi, this is Susan S.H., and I'm a real compulsive overeater recovered. I'm very grateful in Ohio. Um, and what jumped out at me is many of us have felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. Well, I've never been in the walls of the town hospital. But in the rooms of OA, I have truly, truly searched earlier in my life for my higher power, for God. Uh, and, and I, you know, I would think I got it, and then it just evaporated before my eyes because I didn't, I didn't understand what was wrong with me. I didn't understand directions. <laughs> and in, in the rooms of OA and working the steps with a sponsor, and reminding myself again and again to place my reliance and trust on a higher power. I find my higher power daily in the things that go on in my life. In a few moments this morning to listen to a 10 step before my sponsor called. I, 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 in, yeah, I remember to pray for willingness and ability to align myself with God's will. Yeah, I, I so identify with the people that said, no, they should never find a cure for this because, yeah, cures are easy. This is not easy, but um, I am I'm just so grateful for where I am 
I don't have to live in the disease as long as I can keep placing my reliance on my higher power and sharing what I'm given. So um, my tendency is how like a, a broken record, turn it over to God, ask, ask your higher power in. <laughs> Might stem from that, but I'm very grateful for where I am today. And yeah, the, I, I continue to work this, this program of 12 steps because it works. It, it has helped me to, um, to get to that presence of a higher power. And again, absolutely grateful. And with that, I will pass. Thanks, Susan S.H. from Ohio. We have time for one more three-minute share if someone wants to share on what we read today. Robin L. Robin L., take it away. We've got Robin L., thank you. Thanks for your service, Rebecca, and all the shares today. I'm Robin L., um, Recovered Compulsive Eater Restrictor in North Carolina. Two things stood out to me. One, under only slightly different conditions, the same thing is taking place. And that's really a challenge to me whenever I'm at a meeting or I'm listening to somebody one-on-one. My challenge is to recognize that only under slightly different conditions, the same thing they're talking about is taking place in me. And whenever I can do that, it is helping with the judgment. And it helps me uh, identify in because if they're finding a solution, then if I've identified with the problem, the solution might be useful to me too. And the other thing that that I really heard loudly was that last sentence, uh, talking about Dr. Silkworth, although it might prejudice his own work, he, he has told us of his belief in ours. And that idea of being quick to see where other people are right, being quick to affirm the work that other people are doing, even though it might mean that my work doesn't measure up or my contributions um, somehow are less than, or that my my assumptions need to be changed. Being willing to um, to give uh, credit and credence to what other people are doing, to affirm what's good wherever I find it, with no regard for how it might prejudice um, my own my own uh, image, <laughs> my own image. Okay, that's all. Thanks a lot. I'll pass. Thanks, Robin L. from North Carolina. I think that's what you said. Um, I think at this point we should just wrap things up because we're so close to five minutes before the top of the hour. So um, thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Tuesday, January 25th, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 18,457. That's 18457. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, 
followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Dara L. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Sure. Thanks, Rebecca. This is Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.